what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that's really helpful Welcome, welcome. We're back with Fathom Beyond Sunday. This is a podcast where we get to engage in conversations that help us go deeper in our walk with God on Monday through Saturday. Today we have Pastor Kyle. What's up? And Jackie Koffel, <laughs> um, myself. Uh, you were going to say me, but then everybody's like, okay, who's me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't I couldn't not say my name, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially today when my voice sounds so weird. You're like, who is this new person? It's nobody new. It's just me. We'll just count it up to a severe case of the allergies. Yes. <laughs> or the walking or, or the walking corona. <laughs> the thing which we don't speak of. The, 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 the virus that shall not be named. Yeah, the plague. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, anyway, I'm thankful to still be able to, to hang with that. I felt like my throat was scratchy a couple of weeks ago, and your voice is a little bit scratchy. This. Yep, we're just high-fiving it. You know, here yeah, you go. absolutely. Air-fiving <laughs> it, keeping our distance. Yes, I actually think we might be six feet apart We right are now. exactly six feet apart. I'm quite certain of it. So Because these chairs are uh, like 22 inches a piece. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we're right at that. Hey, look, we're so, social distancing. Hey, <laughs> We're following the rules. There you go. <laughs> well, today I wanted to jump into kind of a a topic that I feel like most everyone has struggled with or has experienced at some point in their life, and that is anxiety. <laughs> that is, uh, I think, a big topic for some of us, especially if you've ever experienced intense anxiety. <laughs> I was just saying thinking about this and this year and how much anxiety has been going on. Like this time last year, we were doing a series called Anxious for Nothing. And now 2020, you know, <laughs> September 2020, it feels like it's anxious for everything. Anxious yeah. about everything. What are Absolutely. you not anxious about right now? Is It's easier to ask them, what are you anxious about? What are you not anxious about? <laughs> yeah, that's Let me accurate. ask you that. What are you not anxious about right now? Let's just frame it like that for a second. I'm probably the wrong person for this because I'm not anxious about many things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm which, not. which is a testimony to God's grace as we're going to talk about it really um, what is. God's done in your life. So that's absolutely, we'll be able to speak out <laughs> of our testimony in this conversation. Yes. Yes. So this Sunday, uh, Pastor Kyle talked about uh, the Lord being um, our King, you know, having a kingship and our our need to put him as Lord or King over our life, mm-hmm. and how we are citizens of his world and not not what we see in the natural necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of got to a point where you know, when the Lord is the Lord of our life, anxiety is not something that rules us. Not to say that it isn't there or that it doesn't creep in at times, but it doesn't define us. It doesn't rule our decisions. It doesn't sway us to the left or to the right. We stay fixed on him Mm -hmm. when he truly is the king of our life. And so that's, I feel like with the cultural climate we are in (laughs) and everything that's going on, like you said, it's easier to ask what we're not anxious over than what we are. (laughs) I felt like that would be a great place for us to go today to talk about anxiety itself. And then how can we counter that as believers? Yeah, we were talking about in the text, just Paul speaking to these Roman, you know, 
citizens uh, mm-hmm. in Philippi who, um, you know, now as, as believers, as Christians, they're proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and not Caesar. Like when it says Caesar is Lord on their coins, but here they're living in this kingdom of Rome at that time for us, America. Um, but we're, we're citizens of heaven and, and, and Christ is Lord over our lives. And so that should impact all of our life, um, impact the way we think and feel and, and the way we look at our wins and losses and the way we look at our marriage and the way we look at our relationship with our children and the way we look at our careers and, the anxiety that we are feeling, the stress we're feeling. I I feel like nine times out of 10, when I'm experiencing high stress and high anxiety, it's because I just need to be alone and be quiet Mm -hmm. and remind myself that God is sovereign over this situation. Absolutely. I'm not the Lord over it, that he's the Lord over it. And uh, man, if you're somebody who's listening to this right now and uh, you just want to fast forward to the heart of like, how do you get through this moment of anxiety and stress in your life right now? Like just pause and go spend 20, 30 minutes worshiping and praying and reflecting on yes. the sovereignty of God over yes. everything, <laughs> including your situation. And then come back and finish this conversation <laughs> and uh, you'll be able to listen to it in a, a frame of heart and mind. And uh, it's just a game changer. And, and that's is. where I find myself. And so I'll just fast forward to <laughs> the heart of how we get there for somebody who needs that right now. Yes. Yes. That is so, so accurate. Um, something I want to take a second for all of us to do is to take a pause and begin to kind of examine yourself. And ask God to reveal any area that isn't where he isn't king over your life, where he isn't the ruler over your life. Now, ways that you can kind of see that and ways that you can recognize that is where do you feel anxious? Mm, very true. What, what parts of your life seem to be going astray? What parts of your life feel out of control at times? Mm. I think that is one of the biggest things that we can do because sometimes you think, okay, well, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, but I don't really know what where to go with this? How, mm-hmm. how do I know if God is actually in control of a certain part of my life? And the biggest thing is, where is the anxiety generated from? <laughs> so for me, there are moments in my life where I can see when I was walking with God, but I didn't fully give my whole life to him, which I mean, to be honest, I could say that there are probably still parts that I have not given to him. So don't think that there is anything special about me. It's just, I've worked through some other things that you might not have yet. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about that a little bit and I, I know some of your story. A lot of people mm-hmm. listening might not know, um, parts of, of your story, but that anxiety is a, a pretty, in fact, um, when you preached uh, a little while back, your mom was here mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I just got to actually right where we're sitting and recording this. I was having a little conversation with her and just saying how proud I was of you and, and just it's amazing to see what God's done in your life and to to watch you on stage and, and feeling confident. It's it's all like the grace of God and, and Absolutely. It, as as one who has watched you, <laughs> you know, grow and just she was like she was terrified of any like public speaking and mm-hmm. and like public speaking is like a common anxiety that people right. have. Um but that's just like the top of the surface, you know. It I really think. is. Um so anxiety in my family is actually generational. 
I can I can go back and I can look at like my my father has anxiety um my grandmother had anxiety like I can I can draw a line through the anxiousness that is run in my family and I can do the same on things that my family's anxious about not just anxiety but the things we're anxious about okay there you go so there- I'll, tra- I'll trace that one back in a few minutes yeah. <laughs> So, so for me, the generational anxiety is pretty much over money, um, control, uh, gosh, almost everything really. <laughs> if, it, if you asked, you know, if you went back about 10 years and asked me what I was anxious over, I'd probably tell you most things, afraid of dying, afraid of, you know, not having enough money, afraid of not being able to do what I'm supposed to do. I mean, everything was, it was crippling anxiety. Um, and that really took a toll on me as a person. It took a toll on my relationship with God and it didn't allow him to move the way he needed to move in my life for things to start to break, for things to break off. And so I, um, with my fourth daughter, now I've had five C-sections. That's a lot of surgeries. (laughs) And, and, And they were very close together, closer than most doctors want you to have them. But, God in his goodness actually created my body to where I could have that many surgeries and it didn't actually ruin my body like it would most people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually with our last child, um, I, I, we closed shop, we t- tied the tubes, we were done. Yeah. But the doctor in the middle of the surgery was like, man, you look really good in here. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what oh. What an awkward conversation to be having. I know. I'm like, half of my body is numb and I am, I am opened up to you. Why are you saying this? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Cause you could have another one. And I'm like, yes, I'm sure Just we have it. five, <laughs> but with going into each of those surgeries an anxiousness would build an anxiousness would kind of rule itself into rule itself into existence, it, you know? And I would, to the point where with our last daughter, I was sitting in the operating, I was sitting in the room getting ready to go into the operation room and they switched doctors on me. Mm. And I was like, oh no, this yeah. is not the plan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Kenny, my husband, who is just very relaxed, yeah. <laughs> was like, it'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> God put me with him yeah. because he has helped he has helped like get rid of that anxiety in me because he is very much the opposite. Yeah. He, he doesn't get anxious for very many things, yeah. but he would, he just looked at me and he said, do you believe God's in control? Mm. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Even though I wanted to say no, I said yes. It's, Cause I know. Yeah. I don't want to cut you off. No, you're just good. Thinking about how, our greatest anxieties are the things that we don't see coming that we don't have control of. Absolutely. And and when we really begin to peel back some of those layers, as you were inviting us to do, that's, that's what a lot of stuff is, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to money. Okay. Well, do we trust that God's Lord overall, that he's going to provide for us when it comes to, um, you know, our, um, our health, you know, do we, do we trust that, you know, whether, like as Paul said, as he's in prison, we were talking about Philippians, Philippians one, he's in prison. He's like, Hey, if I die, like, that's amazing. He's like, I get to go to be with the Lord. Yes. <laughs> but if I stay here, that's awesome too. Cause I get to, to serve and carry the, the ministry forward. 
And so it's that type of trusting of the Lord that says life or death. Yes. Um, I'm, I trust you like poverty or, or wealth. Like I trust you. And, and it's, um, you know, it's, it takes those moments in which we get a surprise visit, a surprise change that, that make us go deeper in how well we trust him and how deeply we trust him. Absolutely. I think that, and that just kind of hits the nail on the head. I think it, it, it speaks to the desire to be in control. Mm -hmm. There is a deep desire rooted in each of us. I mean, and it, for me, it manifested in anxiety Mm -hmm. when I wasn't in control or when I felt like I was losing control, but it might manifest in different ways for different people. Absolutely. It's a very <laughs> complex thing. And it's, there's not much of life that it doesn't pop up in. Absolutely. Um, but really, when we drill way deep down, we mm-hmm. can, you know, rewind back to where I started this. It's getting back to the heart of, do I, you know, he's, do I believe he's sovereign over this? Do I believe that he's good? Yes. That he loves me. That he has my best interest in heart. Um, and that this situation is not surprising to him, you know, as as surprising as it is to me. Well, and let me just tell you that surgery (laughs) was, I healed faster than any other C-section I had. Hmm. I, I, it was the best experience I had had in a surgery. Like, and God was like, do you, and afterwards God was like, do you trust me now? Hmm. Like, do you trust that I am faithful? Yeah. And And I will say after our fourth daughter, I had extreme anxiety when I came home. I was, I was having panic attacks. I was, it it was crippling anxiety. I couldn't function. And and that's a huge thing. I I would just say I'm not a mom, clearly, (laughs) but I have lived with a mom. I'm married Mm -hmm. to a mom. Um, And I, I work alongside a lot of moms. And so I've seen this perspective of um, of motherhood that anxiety is a major thing. It really the, is. In the early years of motherhood. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you know, sleep being, a lack of sleep <laughs> yes. being one of those. Yep. Um, feelings of inadequacy that you're getting, not even from your own self, which probably every mom and, and dad has too, Um but also those are, are expounded upon mm-hmm. and expanded by people's expectations of what they think you should be doing or how you should be raising your child or what they should or yes. shouldn't be eating and all those things. Absolutely. And so I think for <laughs> whether you're a parent or a mom <laughs> or not, like myself, um, it's being able to discipline yourself to filter out the noise yes. of life and to be able to filter the own, your own negative talk and your own, um, you know, uh, proclivities to just lean into that stuff. Maybe yeah. it is generational stuff. And, and mom and dad, and they were always worried about everything. And you just realize, okay, that's actually like a flesh nature. And like when I'm in Christ, mm-hmm. like when he's sovereign over all, okay, I got to filter that out myself. So it's just having that process go back and forth between our heart, our head, and our feelings that we're really, you know, working through. Absolutely. And so I want, so now you know my story of anxiety, (laughs) you know, um, do you want to share your story? Yeah, I, mine's growing. I actually, I'm I'm actually pretty weird when it comes to anxiousness. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of people who say that's my kind of weird. 
Yeah, that's, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all weird. It's just, <laughs> We've all got our special it, it, little. Exactly. Um, I remember when I was like 14 years old and I got asked to be, we were at this large international gathering for the denomination we are part of. And, and I got asked randomly to play guitar in front of like 20,000 people. Oh, that's I'm lovely. Like, I'm like 14 or 15 <laughs> years old and I'm not even that good. <laughs> like I ended up going to study like classical guitar in college. This is four years before that. I'd been playing for like a year and a half. And, um, and I, I walked through the, it was like a weird thing. It was singing that old song, Alleluia, Alleluia. Yep. So I was playing that with a few other guitar players coming from around this arena, RCA Dome in Indianapolis. <laughs> that sounds awful. And, it, and, it, and it's on like an international stage where this is videoed all over the world and stuff. Um, I don't know how, what, how much, but there was, yeah. it was, it was an international gathering. And, um, and I just, in that moment, I got really tired. Huh? That my entire life, anytime, and I've been on stage many times throughout my life, I was I would never experience anxiety. I would actually experience the opposite. I actually felt like I just want to go to sleep right now. <laughs> like Apathy. A, yeah. Well, and just like a lack of um, energy for the moment, um, which is the opposite, right. really, of anxiety, which your blood pressure is going up, my right. blood goes <laughs> down, which has probably, um, in many ways, gifted me, and it's a grace of God to be able to. <laughs> you know, speak in front of people, like come and yeah. feel very comfortable and not have to worry about that to just be focused on what the Lord is speaking and how I can yeah. be a vessel for him. But that experience always comes back to me. And, and I could say a hundred other experiences in my, in my youth and <clears throat> early adulthood that really revealed, I'm kind of a weirdo when it comes to this anxiety <laughs> thing. But as I kind of um, jumped into full-time ministry and, began to feel the pressures of that from all angles and to live that. I, I began to work very hard and, and began to set very, very high expectations for myself and for the ministry and for the people I served alongside of. And, and long story short, I, I would end up finding what I feel like was a breakthrough season for me just a couple of years ago in this. Um, and you're smiling cause you probably know like when the <laughs> season was and it's when we were going through this renovation, um, here at our church and yep. I, I put so much pressure and anxiety and, and I, I worked every single detail through that process and none of it went to plan. Like mm-hmm. not one thing. Well, every construction person people on our board of trustees told me hey it's going to cost more it's going to take longer and i'm like no it's not well it didn't end up costing more but <laughs> it it did indeed take much longer than what i expected i will say it did cost more than what you expected just not in money <laughs> yeah exactly yeah blood sweat and tears and gray hairs today yeah, exactly um, you know but it taught me so much that i I felt anxiety in that season. Like I had probably never felt before in my life. Yeah. And, um, but there was a breakthrough that happened and it happened rather late in that process and into Uh even into the new year as I just had to resolve myself to, um, where I needed to be all along, which is God, this is all in your hands. Yep. I, I can make my plans, um, but it's going to be you that's going to bring them to pass. And 
you know, 2020 has reminded us, taught us all that lesson. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I feel like I did learn that uh, a couple of years ago, which was helpful coming into the season because otherwise I think I would have experienced anxiety at, at a different level. Absolutely. Um, this year. So yeah, that, that's kind of my long story short, kind of my weirdness of it. But I think there's a lot of people who can probably identify with that and just our ability to control even the details. And when those get out of control, that's when we feel out of our control, that's when we feel most anxious. And it's ultimately, it comes back to the same principle. Yep. Is he sovereign? Is he Lord over our life? Is he in, in control? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that, as you know, as you were talking and all of the things that you were saying and when you were talking about how, like, it made you tired and, like, worn down, it sounds like it, it took you more to depression mm-hmm. rather than anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you were anxious, that anxiousness came to depression instead of the racing thoughts and the... Yeah, and, and well, it just depends on what it is. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, there's definitely seasons in which that anxiety and stress, and, and that's personality-driven. Like, yep. I do the Enneagram thing, and I'm, like, into that. <laughs> and and uh, that's, you know, there's certain personality types that that's their response to stress. Like, yep. the, the, the nine is a, their response to stress is actually kind of laying on the couch. And yeah. You know, my, mine's actually not. It's actually work harder, harder, harder. Ah, yes. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a three, um, and so that's, like, climb the mountain and so usually that that kind of speaks to what i felt is you know the higher the mountain like i just i'm driven by that i'm excited it's seasons in which that mountain's not there that i actually can be depressed yep you know oh i I understand that yeah (laughs) i went through stuff on that um i guess that was uh last year just Mm -hmm. we had restructured a lot of things in church and yeah i had less on my plate and i was just kind (laughs) of like i wasn't bored but i was like Where's the thing? Oh, don't worry. There's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait. And then later in the year, God's like, all right, yeah, you're going to go to school. You yep. know? Okay, there you go. We go. <laughs> well, so in anxiety, and I, I want to throw a disclaimer out there right now and say we don't, we don't discredit medicine. Medicine is an amazing thing. Yeah. Some For some people, it is absolutely necessary, yeah. even if it's just to... Um, help your mind get to a place where it can come out of that anxious state. Um, I know plenty of people who have gone on anxiety medicine Mm -hmm. and have gotten their head clear and able to refocus and get off of it. I know people who are currently on it and Mm -hmm. plan to be on it for the rest of their life. So we do not discredit medicine at all. Um, but we, we always want to try to turn to natural things first yeah, yeah here, here's the thing that that we can speak into is the spiritual yep. side of things absolutely <laughs> yeah, so i appreciate yep. you i appreciate you saying that and bringing that up because that is a conversation and hey there are a lot of christian movements who are like you know you're you're not spiritual yep. enough if you you know even take a you know headache medicine or something like that yeah. like you you need to yes you know <laughs> when after our fourth daughter I I almost jumped into the anxiety medicine I was like I'm I'm going to do this because I cannot live any other way but in the middle of that the Lord spoke very clearly to me and said you know you're not going to do this um and looking at like and the medicine they gave me it was going to take weeks to really start to kick in and all of this and God was like no this is momentary <laughs> Yeah, and, and we don't have to go too too far down that yeah. that trail because it is a lot of things that really people need to consult with their their medical doctors absolutely and, and professionals uh, there. But you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Just a disclaimer, hey, yeah, we get it, and there are times and seasons, and, and maybe even um, you know chemical things for our entire life that are just a, a part of what we'll 
um, go through and, and yep. may, may need to be a part of our, our long term or, or short term, you know, you know, future. But that's again, absolutely two people <laughs> with accreditation for such things to speak to this. Yes, exactly. We'll speak to the things that that we feel called to. Yes, talk to a professional if you feel like you're not getting anywhere in the anxiety thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we wanted to give you some tangible ways to counter anxiety in your life um, for the day to day anxiousness that you might be feeling right now. Um, and I think it's really cool that God led you a year ago through this so that you could lead others through this. Yeah. Two years ago now, two years yeah. ago now. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. It's been that it long. Was, <laughs> it was like right now, this time of year, it was at oh, its so very true. peak two years ago. It was. Yeah. Insane. Oh yeah. It was like, we had like portable porta potties outside <laughs> and like the, the porta loo and uh, yes. yeah. It was crazy that was time. the fanciest porta potty we have ever it had. It was. I was, I was I, like, I, when this I was is pitching, so nice. When I was pitching the idea of like, hey, we're gonna have like these portable restrooms. They're super nice, guys. I promise, <laughs> super clean. And I have all the women looking at me like they better be clean. <laughs> it better be yes. the nicest thing I've ever seen. Uh, they they were. From home. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're quite fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> the first. The first thing that I can say um, for me that keeps me from anxiousness is time with the Lord every day. You know, being conscious and purposeful to spend time with him every day. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I am good about doing that every day? No. There are days that I'm, that busyness just gets to me. Um, I I pray. So for me, before I even sit up in the morning, I pray because that's just how I get my day started because that's just what I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously you've heard the ang- anxiousness that could come. So for me, before I even get up, I just talk to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell him, God, you're so good. Thank you for today. Thank you for everything you've done. And I, and it's, it's really important that I do that because some days when I sit up, my children are right at the side of my bed. <laughs> and so getting in the word of God sometimes is a struggle on days, you know, and it's not until the end of the day that I can get it in. Or mm-hmm. it's like, I've read two verses three times and I still haven't been able to actually comprehend what I'm reading. And so I'm just going to put it down and we're just going to let prayer be the thing that rules the day. <laughs> yeah. um, but to counter that anxiety, I have to be consistent. I have to be in prayer and in the word. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I showed this video a while back that shared a stat about mm-hmm. when you're in not like I think it was John Bevere and somebody else but yeah. you know when he t- they did this study and when someone was in the word once a week didn't really seem to make a huge difference in their life twice three times not so much but once it hit four times mm-hmm. and five times the, like the number shot off the map of the impact it was having in their life and one of the things he highlighted was anxiety and depression yes and t- that just goes to your point about consistency Yes. Right. So once a week doesn't feel like it's making a difference. Yep. Study show you're right. Like it's when we're consistently just soaking ourselves in the word and prayer and worship that something shifts, something it it, it gets, it gets real and gets powerful in our life. So when, when you're looking at that, you know, Pastor Kyle just said four times. So make that your goal. Like if you're struggling with anxiety in this season, if you're struggling, make it five times. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. why not? Five. I mean, yeah. Fitbit wants me to exercise five times a five times a week. So yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> then you got Biblical. Sabbath and you got church on you there know, you Sunday. Go. There you go. Biblical exercise five days a week. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so take the time, take at least, you know, set a goal for yourself and, and spend that time. You, you, I mean, it could be instantaneous that you see the, the, the shifting of your anxiety, or mm-hmm. it could take a week, two weeks, a month, but something's going to come from that. Yeah. God's going to break some things out of you that need to, to be unearthed. Yeah. Can I share a couple that come to mind for me that, that are really the Absolutely. game changers for me? And, and that's a hundred percent true for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I gave my one earlier just about hitting pause and going to that. That's, that's the go-to. Yeah. Um, because these other things really just stack on top of those two, two first things that we've, we've really yep. shared. But for me, two major things that make a huge difference is honoring the Sabbath. Yes. Like in rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, just rest. I mean, my, it, it's, you know, back in the day, com- computers are different. You know, we got computers in our pockets now. Yeah. But back in the day, there was this thing that some people will know what I'm talking about. When you would shut a computer off, you, they wanted you to, to defrag the computer. Do you remember this term? Yes. Okay. I, I frankly still don't know what it means, like necessarily. Like, I don't really think I, I fully comprehend it I have it no idea what defragging <laughs> is. But what I understood was that shutting it down allowed things for a period of time and then uh, like opening it back up running this defragging process allowed certain pieces of the parts that are going on inside the computer to be reorganized because throughout our week throughout the busyness of life little comments that things say here oh little yeah. thoughts we're having here this part of our to-do list that <laughs> didn't get done and all these anxieties build up monday tuesday wednesday Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, and they're just building up all week. And then we come to the blessed Sabbath, right? I'll yes. just say my Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath is like Friday at sundown to, to Saturday at sun, sundown. And it, and it doesn't matter what your Sabbath day is. The scriptures right. tell us that. Um, but have one, have a 24 hour period in which you shut it down, not out of religion, but out of principle, knowing that God's given it to us. It's a mm-hmm. gift and it's for our good. And, and that defragging process happens and it, it allows us to one really just to be reminded mm-hmm. that God's the creator. He's the ultimate producer. Yes. You know, we, we, we're his children, you know, and he's the creator. He's sovereign over all. And even when I'm not working, he still work. You know, he can still be, be working and so um that that's a huge one for me rest it's a game changer i it, feel it i it really feel it is. and it's really cool because in the old testament um in the levitical law there's there's very strict guidelines oh, on it's sabbath extreme. i mean like it's, kill people if like, they yes. didn't do it like they were very serious but god was very serious about you it. had he, and yeah, you so. have a sabbath every every week mm-hmm. but then you have a sabbath every seventh year mm-hmm. and then you have a Sabbath every, what is 49 it? 49 years. 49 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that 50th year is the Sabbath. that's the year of Jubilee. It's the year of Jubilee. And it's a double Sabbath because yeah. the first year is still a Sabbath. Yep. So you Sabbath for the, the seventh so, year. So what that meant for somebody who was harvesting crops is that they would not work their fields for two years. Yes. Which is crazy. It is crazy because you have to think in that time, it wasn't like, Things were just generating itself. They had to store things up for two years yeah. and trust 
that God yeah. was going to provide yeah. in that time. Well, I mean, think about even what that does for our discipline oh, gosh. to prepare. Yes. I mean, even when it looks to saving or things like that, yep. like there, there's a thing on that. I was actually doing some research on that earlier this afternoon on that, just like preparing ourselves and, and what that looks like. And um, anyway, but yeah, rest is, is a big one for me. And I think the other ones kind of like it. It's off adjacent to that, um, which is just like making time for fun, making yes. time for just <coughs> hobbies and things you enjoy. And and I talked to my brother-in-law, who's a, uh, a marriage and family counselor, and, and he talked about uh, finding ways to deal with our anxiety. And uh, there's like, I think there's this book out there in which they talk about there's like these seven or eight or nine movements yeah. But there's like physical ways in which to express ourselves, you know, so whether that's moving our body, um, or some form of writing is one of those. So whether yep. that's writing songs or, or journaling or, or something like that, you know, movement, some kind of athletics, a building of some sort, creating, um, there's all these different ways in which it's providing movement to our emotions because oftentimes yes. anxiety is a buildup of our emotions. Yeah. It's again, that buildup of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, th- you know, through Friday, all the days, everything's building up. And then when we have these practices, daily practices of movement, if it's taking a walk at yes. 6 PM after your early, early bird dinner, like I do, <laughs> like we do early bird dinner. Kyle's we, 70. Yeah. And then we go on a, we just put our kids to bed really early. <laughs> And so we got to start that train relatively <laughs> early. So um, it just walking, that, that regular thing of walking or consistent thing of writing. And, and I can just think back in, in my life that there's different things over different seasons that have become, um, you know, the way I'm expressing myself. Yeah, absolutely. Getting those emotions out, getting those anxieties out. Yeah. And so um, that doesn't sound super spiritual but when we really couple those with the other things that we're talking about yes it becomes light years away from where we started how we went through a previous time in our life with anxiety Mm -hmm. to okay we're adding these few disciplines that are not arduous they're not you know um, heavy on us they're they're just a place to go to bring everything to the lord and to really release them to him um, through really just the gifts that he's given us of relationships and um, art yep. and um, writing and movement and sport and all those things. I think that speaks to the verse that talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm. You know, when we, when we practice these things, when we practice rest, when we practice, you know, fun, because that is a practice. If you don't, if you're an adult and you don't practice fun, you don't have fun. Aren't you so <laughs> thankful when you just get around people who, man, they just always seem to have that. And yes. Just remind so many others of us just like to, to just. I'm I'm take not a, chill a pill. naturally fun person. I mean, I just I know that about myself. Kenny is naturally fun. Mm-hmm. Everything he does is fun. Yeah. Everything he wants to do is fun. You know, like. He just, he has fun in everything. He finds joy in everything. I am not that person. I'm like, I'm the person that's at the zoo. Like all of these animals stink. Can we please leave? It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) And Kenny is like, oh, look at this. And, and, but see, that's the thing. When I have gotten myself grounded in the word and I've practiced rest and I've practiced fun, Mm -hmm. I find myself 
I actually a week ago I was walking through the zoo with my kids and I'm looking up at like all these trees because the zoo is super overgrown with plants right now and all of the things that I'm walking through and I'm like god you're so good like look at this place and it was hot it was a it was like 102 or something that day and and I'm like sweating and everything smells because we're by the penguins but I wasn't even paying attention to that because it was just like God was just like shining through the trees. And I was like, man, God, you're so good. But if you had put me in that situation five years ago, I'd have been like, this is miserable, (laughs) you know. But when now that I've gotten to that point where I find joy in all the little things Mm -hmm. rather than, okay, not all the little things. There are still things that irritate me, but (laughs) it's easier to find the joy in all those things. And it's easier to ground myself in that when I have practiced these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately what I would just want to tell somebody who's there right now, struggling through that in one area of their life, but you know, that one area of their life begins to impact every area of their life. It's in their marriage, but now yeah. they're bringing that kind of feeling to work, that anxiety is affecting how they yelled at somebody yesterday at work. Or, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Or that email they shot off that was a little bit heavy handed, you know, given the situation was not really yep. the necessary, you know, response. Absolutely. And, uh, I just say, um, ultimately you're not stuck here. Right. Um, you're, you're not stuck here. You have um, people in your life that you can go through and talk to, um, whether that's spiritual leadership, whether that's uh, doctors in your life yep. um, who can you know guide you through a season of that anxiety or if it's a, a much different um, but deeper and heavier issue of depression, um, that these things end up manifesting themselves. And I think you know, that undealt with anxieties for a long time can end up undealt with pain or stresses. They can find themselves in in depression because we don't see a way out. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I just want to encourage people. There is a way out. There's people in your life. Um, your, your, your father in heaven is sovereign over all. And so just deep breath, (laughs) breathe that in and breathe that out and be reminded that, um, there's nothing that, um, is, is too big for him. It's all too big for us. None of it's too big for him. And, and that he's also given us these practices that we can lean into of the word and prayer and worship and, and fun and, yes. and movement and, um, and rest. Praise God for rest. Praise God for rest. Well, <laughs> I think it might be time for you to rest your voice a little bit. Yes. So. <laughs> it's, it's slowly creeping away. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are so thankful that you joined us today and we hope that this encouraged you. Um, If you have any questions, again, feel free to email Jackie at FathomChurchJacks.com. That's J-A-C-I at FathomChurchJacks.com. J-A-C-K-I-E. Got it. (laughs) Don't confuse the people. (laughs) Um, But we are so thankful that you joined us and we look forward to next week. Bye.